Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with producer Lucas Ferrara. He is a, a very accomplished attorney in New York, but he's also a lover of the arts and the creative arts. And you've produced, is this your fourth film now? Uh, well, this is my, let's see, this is my third feature, but I've had many, many other shorts and like 170 or something like that. I've lost count, to be honest with you. Yeah. My third feature and my first animation. And it's incredible animation. I mean, people listening, don't don't assume that this is some, and there's nothing wrong with it, but this is not some Disney, you know, uh, singing birds. This is really, it's freaking cool is what it is. And and just the it's idea. That's really very kind of you. That's right. No, no, no talking fish. Yeah. No, no dancing turtles. This is adult geared animation. And you're, you're too young, but there was a popular show on uh, television from the UK. It was called Antipython. You could feel the influence of that show in this animation because that show had this kind of wacky configuration of images accompanied by music. Uh, it's really inspiring to see what Scott's unleashed here. Right. And it, the film itself, it's, I hate to ca- call it a film even, it's its an experience. It's these, it's found footage, it's these public domain images, uh, pages from like philosophy and psychology books from 100 years ago, just uh, zhuzhed and changed and, the, you know, zoom in on the background person and, and use that image instead. And it's really, it's just a cool concept. You're right, there's no dialogue, there's no, no talking turtles, no singing birds. Uh, there are like bits and pieces of words and phrases interspersed, but uh, they don't really necessarily go with the image. So it's a very interpretive way of watching something. Works, even though they're just they're they're. It's all this frenetic and different images. For some reason, it it it, it, it compels you. It, it draws you in, and. Um, I thought it was an interesting work of art. I think you're absolutely right. It's more of an art piece than a film. There's no dialogue, by the way, which is why we think this has international appeal. There's no talking, just music and images. Right, there's no language barrier. And you get to interpret for yourself what you're seeing. So you can watch many different times and you catch a lot of different things because it's moving so quickly that you may miss something. It's really an interesting uh, film, and I think in many respects, in many respects, uh, groundbreaking. Oh, absolutely. And you touched on something that, that's what I was thinking, was not only would your interpretation be different than the person next to you, your interpretation with yourself can change. It's like, did I think what I thought I thought, or do I not think that? But it's still enjoyable. It's not a painful experience by any stretch of the imagination. You're not gonna, your brain's not gonna hurt when you get done watching it because you've enjoyed it so much. And it's so, it's quick, and it the music is like not tension causing or anything. It's just well put together. And knowing Scott's background and how he how he came to to want to make this type of film, it makes perfect sense that the film came out the way it did. Yeah. Well, as he told you, I'm sure. This movie is the byproduct of COVID-19. Um, in 2020, which is when I first um, met Scott, uh, we were all in lockdown. 
we all were, you know, had to stay in our homes and apartments and we went, you know, cowering in fear. And Scott said to himself, he later told me, you know, he had the time and he wanted to do something different. And he certainly managed to do that all by himself. Up animation, he did. Scoring, he did. Editing, he did. This is 100% one person. So also we're, we're with a feature film, some 86, 89 minutes. Has anyone ever said they did the entire thing from start to finish? Credits, yeah. music, that is Scott Bateman. I am so fortunate uh, to be able to partner with him on this endeavor because it's really proving to be extremely interesting. I took some risk, as you could well imagine, because it is a different film. And I wasn't aware of, you know, I wasn't sure that distributors were going to, you know, pick up on it. But can I tell you something? You ready for a little secret? The smartest move we made. The smartest move. Remember, this film was finished early 2021, late 20, early 2020. Scott did it all himself. He discussed not releasing the film to the public, but going through the festival circuit. And we spent about a year, so from 2021, 2022, going through festival competitions throughout the world. And what that did was bring awards and accolades, including Best Film from Medusa International Film Festival. It's won awards all around the world. Well, well that's what gave the film cred. It gave the film momentum because people were saying, oh, all these festivals like, and festivals, by the way, like wacky films. So it was, a, it was a smart move on our part. So when it started winning all these awards, distributors would call us and say, we're interested in your film. So it worked out just perfectly. But I was concerned that it wouldn't have the popular appeal. So what you're, when you're giving me the, the reactions, sharing the reactions you just did, thank you. Because I was concerned people weren't going to get it. Well, I mean, it's not it's not a common cookie cutter idea of a film at all. So I can see where the the worry would come in. And it's crazy that film festivals for a long time were kind of looked down upon, kind of like self-publishing your own book. It was like, oh, you're not good enough for the big studios to take notice of you. Nobody is good enough for the big studios to take notice of you. But Instead, now film festivals are this way of, like you said, generating interest, uh, you know, garnering uh, the awards or even just just the recognition that your project exists, that more than you and your friend or your mom knows about it. And more people know from all over the world. And they're like, hey, this is kind of cool. We should get on board with it. And not not everybody's lucky enough to maybe be having lunch next to some uh, film guy or girl and they're like oh i overheard you saying you have a film no you have to work for it and the film festival circuit is a really good and fun way to go about it because remember i'm a i'm primarily an attorney by occupation i had for 35 years that's all i did was practice of law so i had no connections none to movie people, those big wigs at the studios. So it's not like I could pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, Max, I've got a film for you. Yeah. No, this is done the hard way. And I'm having, I'm learning 
so much in the process, meeting so many great people like yourself that I never would have met had it not been for COVID and my involvement in the in the movie business as a sideline. It's entirely a sideline. Absolutely. And you did get, you got into the film business, you were telling me uh, previously, just from searching, was it crowdfunding or, you know? Oh, wow. You have, a great, you have a great memory. Thanks so much for remembering. For those of you that are watching, Bub was kind enough to have me on her show for, um, uh, for one of my earlier movies, which was Makeup. And thank you so much for your support of that film. That is really doing very, it's very well. It's easy to, it's easy to brag about it. Or for your viewers' benefit. And when we, when I met with Bub last time, I told him the story, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating it, Bub, but um, in March of 2020, during the lockdown, as he indicated earlier, so here I was, it was in my office, my home office, and I'm like, Trump was president, and I'm not making a political statement, but Trump was president. Uh, George Floyd had been murdered. Uh, Black Lives Matter were, were having protests all around the country. There was a bit of rioting, looting. There was The world was a bit of chaos, COVID, USA. So here I am saying, I just can't sit back and do nothing. I, I've got to do something. So with the limited options I had available to me and that I could not leave my house, I, had, I went online. And I was attracted to crowdfunding pages, as you indicated. And that's how I got my first feature film, crowdfunding, help. That's how I got my second feature film, Makeup, which you and I uh, met earlier about. And Scott's film was also on crowdfunding. And that's how I met Scott. So opportunities were right there on the internet. Look, and a little lawyer, little old lawyer, I was a movie producer, and I've right. got two, you know, in in the works. So I'm going to be seeing you real soon, but absolutely. But it did offer uh, some probably unconventional uh, opportunities to people that, like you said, that would never have been like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, that's really cool. Just instead of like streaming uh, ten thousand movies on Netflix, <laughs> you went on you went on a, a more purposeful mission of. Uh, not curing your boredom, but just something to do or something to keep your mind off the fact that you're stuck at home. It was more productive. And I thought, no pun intended because you're a producer, but it was more productive for you. And I think it worked out. But uh, primarily it was about helping others as well. In other words, here were kids. Now, I don't mean to be ageist, but predominantly they're young people that are on, Scott's the exception, by the way, but predominantly they're, they're young people on these crowdfunding pages, the film in particular, that are looking for support. So, uh, you know, my next feature film, uh, the Children of the Pines, is a horror film. It's in post-production now, so maybe I'll see you again in about six months or so. There you go. <laughs> it's a horror film, so that's my first horror film. The kid's 20 years old. He's yeah. going to have a film that I already have a, a distributor lined up for, for international release at the age of 20 and COVID forced him to focus. So all the bad things they say about that virus, and there's a lot of bad things, because you know, there's nothing good that, you know, in terms of the how it hit impacted people physically and psychologically. But some good things have come from it, and that's the irony of all ironies. Absolutely. I mean, we're not gonna praise COVID for really anything, but we are gonna acknowledge that kind of 
its presence forced people, some people to think a little bit more outside of themselves and outside of their boxes. So, yeah. Things came from it, art, among other things. So that's how I got into the business. And now, you know, I'm enjoying it and I'm moving along. Still yeah. a lawyer. We're still a lawyer. Well, yeah. I mean, you're addicted now <laughs> to filmmaking. <laughs> I love it. Look, I get I get invited to speak to people like you, which is a great honor. Nobody cared for 35 years. Nobody ever wanted to talk to me. But all of a sudden, because I'm collaterally involved in the arts, I'm getting invitations to talk about the film. And it's been fun. It's been a lot. Of, all my films, actually. It's, it's been fun. And it's just, it's really cool to me also as well. Um, and you, you, the last time you're on, we, we talked about this, there's so many films that are crowdfunding but the films you've done are really different you don't have to be pigeonholed into like i'm only going to be able to you know uh, support or produce horror or comedy or i mean you've got uh, you got makeup you got five thousand space yeah. alien and then you said uh, the horror movie coming up you can not that you can pick and choose i don't want to say that like it's an elite thing that you're doing but you can if you find something that you're interested in and you're like I really like this story. Let me look at what this kid's done. Oh, wow, I like that. It's kind of like a really, it's a really nice place to be when you're choosing who to support. Although I feel it might be a little like crippling as well because you're like, well, I want to help everybody. <laughs> well, it, it can be overwhelming, that's for sure. And when you're involved in 170 projects, <laughs> that can be a bit much. But, um, well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a secret. You know, not all my contributions were like significant. You know, if you really go to crowdfunding pages, you, the, the, the contribution levels can be very affordable. You know, $50, $100. We're not talking about a lot. That's why they call it crowdfunding because it's right. people, many people giving. It's how you amass the dollars. So I don't want to give the impression that I'm throwing money left and right. They were actually very modest contributions initially. But then as the project developed, for example, Scott's project, I only saw maybe 30 minutes of it originally, 15, 30 minutes of it. But then I thought about it. And then he came to me and said, look, I'd like to turn it into a feature. What do you think? Will you help me? So initially I stepped back up and I was like, but this is not a traditional film. This is just like snippets of images with music, great music, great music, but snippet of images where people sit there for 86, 89 minutes and watch this thing. I took a gamble. Sometimes, as you suggested, you have to take a leap of faith. And it's not always about what you like. You see, the test has to be, but will it resonate with others? If it doesn't resonate with me, will it resonate with others? Sure enough, it, it is. It has. I mean, that's a that's a lucky a lucky jump because you kind of have to be, I guess, empathetic. You kind of have to try to see. I'm taking this class, and a lot of it is like um, not the way you experience like life and and things like that is looking through your lens. For instance, you would look at your you know life through your lens of being a man. You know, and or being an attorney and uh, being white, you know, uh, being a woman, being, you know, gay, straight, whatever. And so it's when you're contemplating taking on, we're not going to get too deep. When you're contemplating taking on, you know, or crowdfunding or supporting, uh, like you said, you have to think, 
I might love it or I might not necessarily like it, whatever way you feel about it. But what, let me try and feel or think, would Bobby like it? Would Sasha like it? Is there an age limit? Where do I think this interest falls? You know, the level of interest falls. So that's just kind of a, a tricky little tricky little spot to be in. And I think it, it bodes well for people to know that you are empathetic like that. You are sensitive, I guess, to other people's feelings and perceptions about him. That makes you over. Do you have any siblings, like any brothers or sisters? I do. Okay. I well, that, that gives you empathy. I have relatives. Uh, look, my brother was a bit, he's still alive. My brother actually is an entertainment lawyer, very successful entertainment lawyer. Oh, wow. Yeah, his name is Nick Farrar. And um, he went the path of entertainment. I went to the path of real estate. So the, I guess real estate, uh, excuse me, entertainment was in our blood. But my brother loved rock and roll. Um, ACDC, KISS, you know, the metallic bands, right? To me, for all due respect to your viewers out there, that's a bit of cacophony. It's a bit too much for me. I was always, even as a young person, I wasn't into rock and roll or metallic. I was more of a Billy Joel kind of guy, you know what I mean? My brother hated Billy Joel, you know, it was too, it was too mellow, you know, it was too <laughs> mellow. So you get to understand that people appreciate art in different ways. Right off the bat, by having siblings. I bet you all don't agree on the same thing. You know, all don't like the same TV shows. So that's where you come to be sensitive to the fact. I may not like it, but will others? And that's that's an interesting challenge, you know, to try to be able to project. Now, I was pretty concerned. I don't mean to hog up the conversation. That it wasn't going to sell. That, you know, the major distribution uh, houses weren't going to be interested. But that, again, thanks to the festival circuit, thanks to the best film selections, uh, the, the, the distributors wanted to see it. Lo and behold, Byron Allen's company, who has my last film, Makeup, uh, Freestyle, Freestyle Digital Media is the name of Byron's uh, distribution, film distribution company. It's a great company. I showed it to one of the uh, reps there, and the rep, I was like, I don't know if he's going to like this film. This is not the traditional film. I'm, you know, uh, this may end up in the toilet. Two weeks pass, nothing. Three weeks pass, up, nothing. I'm sorry, this is dead. This is dead. Four weeks later, I get an email. Lucas can speak. I'm saying, oh my God, he wants to give me, you know, the rejection. He wants to tell me yeah. that he hates it. Get out of the phone. Lucas, I'm going to describe this movie in one word. Okay. The guy's name is Chris. Okay, Chris. Delicious. Wow. Delicious. <laughs> who, who eats a movie? Well, he loved it. He's, he ate it up, literally. Uh, not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> and We've been flying high since then. So people are getting it. That's the point. You got it. Distributors are getting it. The film festivals uh, got it. And hopefully on November 21, when the film comes out worldwide on all the streaming platforms near you, like Apple and Amazon, you'll love it too. Yep, November 21st, 5,000 Space Aliens. And it's going to be available on DVD, I heard a little birdie tell me. I don't know if that's a secret. 
If it is, oh, let me know. Secret at all. It's like um, uh, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon, Fi, uh, FYE. Uh, I was at Walmart. You could pick up a DVD at Walmart. I mean, I, this is really going all over the place. And I, we have a few minutes left. I'm going to share a secret just with you and your viewers. It, it's a spoiler. You ready for a spoiler alert? Yes. There are actually 4,999 aliens plus one. Are you going to make me go back and watch this second by second frame? You son of a gun. That's the challenge. <laughs> An alien looking creature very similar to this. In 5,000 Space Yard, Scott was nice enough to put me in the film. We could, they call it an Easter egg, so he put me in there. So it's like I'm actually, I'm actually one of the 5,000, which, which is super cool, too. That is really cool. And I want to I wanna point out, and it was pointed out to me, that 5,000, it's 5,000, uh, what is it, 86 minutes is 5,000 seconds or something like that? One for each. That's the way Scott designed it. It's 5,000 aliens and it's a second in, and that's the feature film. It's a roller coaster. In fact, ready? These are just some of the reviews we got such far. One of a kind, animated oddity, otherworldly, mesmerizing, cutting edge, artistically daring. But I just sit back and relax, I think. Yeah, the accolades are there and they're well deserved. Well, Lucas, I know you got to go, but thank you so much for joining me again. And I'll see you in a few months to talk about your next book. Uh, yes, Children of the Binds, my first horror. Well, always a pleasure to see you. November 21, 5,000 Space Aliens. November 21st. Oh, and quickly, people can follow you on social media. I know you are on Twitter, but that's kind of a sinking ship. Are you anywhere else people can follow you? My biggest audience is uh, on Instagram. It's at uh, Lucas A. Ferrara, Instagram, Twitter. I have a smaller audience on Facebook, smaller audience on Twitter. Where I am big is Instagram. So come on, join the join the ride. That's right. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a good day. I follow you. We follow each other. That's right. We sure do. All right. Bye. I see you. Ciao. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Aut Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aut Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot org. the poison pulling me she knows all about the drug i plagiarize all my apologies and they still want enough i know i know i know that i should let her go but i don't i don't i don't seem to be in control i ain't blind i can see i'm killing her